and I'm stretching because you know why? Because it's hot out and it's November and I don't really know why. And so that's what we're going to talk about amongst many other issues, including baseball and basketball. Because you know there's four sports there's that four. we talk a lot about. I mean, there's, there's supposed to be four, it was like the big four, which is baseball, basketball, hockey, and football. But yes. really, the only sports that people really care about are basketball and, and football. football yeah pretty much so um but wait let's go back to the heat depends on when you're listening to this but we're recording this in the middle of november and it has literally like i'm not even i mean i've known to i'm a leo so i exaggerate like sometimes but it has literally been 80 degrees so much so that i went to the beach i went to ocean city for the day on saturday yeah. Which was, again, crazy because I live in Center City, Philly. Didn't realize they would call the election. So I'm, and I love uh, uh, the beach. So I was at my happy place. But the fact that they called the election and Philly celebrated, I felt like I was missing the Super Bowl parade. So I, I had some FOMO, too. <laughs> yes, you weren't in town. Oh, my because God, how did I, you weren't in town either. I wasn't in town either. I was in Virginia, and I was laying out. I was laying out on a towel, so I spent like three hours in a hot tub. All my friends went for a hike. Yeah. I'm not the hiking gal. This is why me and Natalie get along, because yeah. she's like, I'm staying back, going in the hot tub. I'm like, that's what I would have done, too. Yeah, I just stood in the hot tub for like three hours. Was it hot, or um, was it cool? It was like temperate. Okay, nice. Yeah, which yeah. was nice. But Perfect. also, I feel like if I ever get a tub with Jets in my own home, like if you ever need to find me, like that's where I'll be. Cause because you just loved it. I just love like laying in hot bubbling water wait i can't believe we didn't talk about this but yeah i actually felt better knowing that you also were in town <laughs> did you well i saw it and also i i don't know if i would have gone and like celebrate i would have probably went out for a little but i i actually sometimes get a little overwhelmed with crowds me too yeah so i probably would have like popped my head in done a little dance and then maybe have like gone home but like i was so to see the city just come out Put on their own parade. Oh, my the God. Citizens of Philadelphia threw an impromptu parade. Yeah. And literally confetti everywhere. And I know, like, we got to still talk about we are in a pandemic and it probably wasn't. So that's, that's, right. that's also why I probably would have gone, just did a little dance. Yes. And then, like, went home. But um, I was just so enamored and, like, in love with the way that the city came together. And especially because they were expecting, like, such unrest and then the world was like philly sucks all this stuff and then they're like you know what after we vote we're gonna dance and we're not gonna stop dancing talk about talk about american bandstand yeah talk about american bandstand which actually used to air or be filmed right across the street yeah we're here. recording right now on city avenue yeah i'm and pretty sure it was if you happen to not be in philly city avenue is it's called city avenue because it's called city line because it's the line in, that goes between the city and the suburbs. So we're just right outside the city line. But Natalie and I both live in the city. I live right yes. in Center City. She lives in a section. What would you, are you in Northern Liberties, you call yourself? Um, or, I'm in Fishtown. In Fishtown, yeah. right. And um, so, and we love living in the city. And I love being, a, I mean, I was there when the Pope was there. I was there for the DNC. I was yeah. there for when when there, we would do Unity Day. I've been to the fire. I mean, I've been to all, obviously, the Super Bowl parade. I've been to everything. Um, so it did have a little bit of FOMO. But I don't necessarily, I wouldn't have been out all day. But I just yeah. went out, I would have went out, felt the energy. So I had a couple friends who were in town who were sending me text messages and pictures. And they were just like, the energy was electric. Just to see the people be so happy, and 
I feel like it's it's kind of sad that people were celebrating in the manner that they were, that they had felt so free of something that they felt was so terrible. Oh, I that's why I was crying for yeah. days because yeah. you know, I'm a I'm a privileged white woman, not privileged in the sense of I'm wealthy, but privileged in the sense that I am a white woman and I have an amazing parents and it's a it's my life has different than other people and there are people for the last four years that lived in great fear and just terror and sadness and the look on their faces of just just the relief has yeah was was so overwhelming with it I was crying because it was a it was a happy joyful heartfelt cry yes yeah you and know? I and I was just so proud I can get emotional right now thinking about it I'm just so proud of the city of Philadelphia for just being the center of the universe. Yes. For the days that it was and just really showcasing how, yes, we're weird. Yes, we, you know, get shit on all the time. Yes, like people are always confused about us and there's all these different misconceptions about us. But when the spotlight was put on us, what did you see? You saw... People who were who who were crying out for freedom, yes, but doing it so in the most positive way that you possibly could. There was not, there was nobody who was asking for freedom. Correct. This is how I'm going to phrase it. There was nobody who was out there demanding freedom and demanding the democratic to process to work in the way that it should by inciting violence, right? By trying to use force, by intimidation, by bullying, by harassment. Anybody who was asking for the votes to be counted and for democracy to fulfill the role that it's supposed to was doing so through positivity yeah. and energy. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and that's what I think is so special. So props to you, Philadelphia. I'm so proud of you. Oh, me and, too. And look, okay, the weather being 80 in November sucks, but... If if that helped you guys get out there yeah. and dance in the street, I all I kept thinking I listened to Philadelphia Freedom, yes, on repeat over and over again, and I also listened to um, Dancing in the Streets. I mean, Philadelphia the best. PA, dancing in the streets. All we need is music, sweet music. <laughs> that's, that's that's what I was thinking of. But all Natalie songs, can carry a tune. I cannot, so I will. But I will say really quick, and, and I don't want this to be negative, but I do find it so incredibly poetic. I mean, you literally can't write it. That no, three weeks ago, <laughs> the president of the United States at the time said bad things happen in Philadelphia, and then the entire country was changed because of philadelphia like that's yeah. something that's it, it's like a movie it's it's a movie and i think that it's also so poetic like you were saying that this was where the country was founded this yes was the, this was the birthplace of freedom and it continues to hold the ideals of freedom and the constitution I'm getting chills I'm, and can you see them through the yeah. microphone get, can you hear the chills i can hear them like I, know. I i just think it's really wonderful that we continue to be that mainstay even if you know the rest of the country still thinks we throw batteries yeah. at Santa because somehow that's the story. You Get know what's straight? really interesting? Um, I hate the fact that I bring up Mike Missinelli all the time on no, this podcast, fine. but I do think he's very insightful for an old white guy. Yeah, yes. <laughs> and obviously, I listen. I listen as I'm driving in because Natalie's on two to six and I'm on three to seven. But he said something 
last week or the week before that was so real, but it also pertains to what Natalie just said about Philly. They were talking about the Cowboys, and he was saying, why do the Cowboys still have this America's team connotation? They haven't won anything in 30 years. Yeah. They do not have a winning record. Why are they? St- why do they still have this reverence in the NFL that the Cowboys are this amazing organization when they're not? And that's how people look at Philadelphia. People look at Philadelphia like yes. we throw batteries at Santa. We had a jail inside the vet. You know, it's it's and it's like, have you been here? Like, have you seen what our city looks like? Have you seen? Have you seen what the city looks like? Have you experienced the culture? Have yes. you have you eaten in our restaurants? Have you looked, ice skated at Dilworth Park? Have and, you gone to our museums? There's multiple museums, at, like the Constitution Center and the, the barns, the barns, the Museum of Art, the Mutter Museum. Have have you gone and actually experienced the not? Only, but how about just in the last what? seven or eight years we had the national jewish museum was here yes the revolutionary museum is now here yes i mean it's an absolute incredible place and i just think it's kind of funny because the way that the cowboys still have this oh they're the best america's team and they're a joke people think philly's a joke and we're fucking awesome yeah i think i think after all of this is said and done and hopefully it'll be a smooth knock on wood non-stressful process for the American people because I feel as though we don't deserve to go through any more Mm -hmm. agony Mm -hmm. than we've already experienced Mm -hmm. at the hands of people who are just so egotistical and selfish that now the country's already suffering right between the pandemic the economy and everything else now the people have spoken and I can just only hope that we will not be placed under any more duress because of selfishness and ego and because of somebody who wants to refute that democracy is it works a thousand percent so i mean i i hope i hope that that's the case i had a point but i just get so impassioned and i'm just so um i have so many feelings feeling about it we were talking about heat and we were talking about the cowboys yeah so basically natalie and i both hate the heat and I was saying how <laughs> we're going to talk about baseball in the World Series in a second. But I was saying how I was ta- asking my followers on Instagram, especially my married followers, like, does temperature make or break a relationship? I'm not currently in a relationship. I'm obviously not married. I've never been married. But, like, temperature is a big deal for me. Like, I enjoy I don't mind if it's hot when I'm at a beach. I, and I love a beach. I love a lake. I love a pool. Yeah. As my best friend Joe says, crazy water lady. Yeah. Because I love, and I think it's because maybe I'm a Leo and I'm a fire sign and water cools fire. There's something so calming about about just being around water. I love a fountain. I love I just, any, a waterfall. Yeah. I just love it all. Yeah. Right? And I was saying how, like, does temperature matter? Because, like, I love to sleep. There was a really funny meme that was, like, shout out to everybody that sleeps with the window open, a fan on. No, how do they say it? No, I think it was, I got to find, I got to find it. But it says, talk about, I'm going to see if I can find this. But talk about um, how that feels for you. Like, do you feel like temperature? Now, you date Hallmark, husband Hallmark Hank. So, (laughs) I'm just going to call him, I'm just going to call him Hank. Okay. So Hank actually she doesn't want to jinx it. Ha- yeah, pretty much. Hank sleeps with a fan on. So do I. So he has a, he has a fan. I don't need the fan. I don't mind the fan. Um, in the summer, I can I cannot be hot, so I'm fine with it. 
As the temperatures creep up, I turn into one of those. I I probably look like one of those hermits who wears like I I have on like a hoodie and sweatpants and a robe and slippers, and I feel like that's sometimes the best version of myself. But I I do prefer to be cold than to be hot. Yes, same. Wait, I'm trying to find this meme that I love and one of my other favorite memes I found that says, we're obviously in November now, but it says, every time you yawn in October, a ghost puts his dick in your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) It just, I mean, that, I probably had that saved for like years. It just makes me laugh and I have to find this meme. The other one that I love is said, I would love to do this, but the way my weight, way to set up i'll have to settle for being lifted up in prayer <laughs> oh i've seen that one that one i died oh i died i died when i saw that one but anyway no, the temperature hasn't impacted me uh and hank at all but you know you know what it does impact and it this year in particular my psyche has already been messed with since i kind of program my year around the seasons and when i say the seasons i mean the sports season yes right so Yes. So for me, like I'm, I'm kind of off kilter right now that it's, that it's November and I don't have any hockey or basketball right now. Yes. It's, it's kind of freaking me out. Like the way, like we have football, but I, I don't have any hockey and any basketball and something feels really weird to me that there's a potential that hockey will be played again in warm weather. Yeah, we haven't talked about that. So the temperature does affect me when it comes to the sports seasons because it was wild to me that I was watching hockey in August. Like, that was like a forefront thought in my mind because I'm like, no, hockey and basketball are for when it's cold. Right. And then they get settled when it's warm. Wait, I found the name really quick. And then it's settled and it's warm. So it says a cold room plus a thick comforter, then turn the fan on to add a little (laughs) (laughs) razzle-dazzle. And that's me! Freezing room, thick comforter, you're burrowed in like a little groundhog. You know, could you you hear me over the mic? I'm burrowed in. And then you turn the fan on for a little (laughs) razzle-dazzle. If I... If I was dating someone and they're like, oh, I like it a balmy 72, I'd be no. like, it's over, Chad. Yeah, you know no, I, mean? I don't think, I don't think, <laughs> like, that would be a deal breaker Sorry, for me. Kevin. Yeah. This isn't going to work. This isn't going to work. <laughs> I'm going to need you to sleep on the couch. Yeah. Sorry about that, Billy, you yeah. know? Yeah. All right, so. Back to sports, because I I can't believe that we didn't talk about this, but you're so right, because the pandemic, corona, COVID, has really screwed up the whole mental part of the sports season. Yeah, and I didn't realize how ingrained my brain was. And again, this is probably just because my entire life has been shaped around Philadelphia sports, and I identify everything through it, in a way, um, that... As I was watching hockey in August, like, it was cool and I was happy, but I was still, like, something still felt, like, internally wrong about it. So, I'm like, not, this isn't this isn't correct. I agree. And hockey's never been, like, my sport. I mean, I obviously know a little bit about it. Um, good thing we have Natalie here because she's a hockey aficionado. <laughs> I don't understand why hockey is nine months long, you know? Like, it starts in September and it ends in June. Like, hockey should be over in March. Let me see. I guess because I think ice... And I'm like, why are you skating in June? Right. It is October through April. So it's 80- But the playoffs. Yeah, it's 82 games, and then the playoffs can go forever, similar to basketball. So right. basketball and hockey, they're 
pretty much on the same right course. Makes sense. Yeah, so they're on the same course because, um, yeah. How many? And we just did find out that basketball is returning December twenty second. Yes, which and, is very exciting. Which is crazy that workouts and training is going to start December 1st, which is less than a month away. Yeah. And we're still waiting for Joel Embiid's baby picture. I know. I want to see Arthur. I mean, I don't know if we're ever going to get to see him. And I I, look, and I don't, I'm not mad at their decision. They, I actually love the fact that they kind of kept her pregnancy. You did? Private. Yeah. And I think, I think a lot of it has to do, and I'll, I'll, I'll claim that I might be a part of it because when we talk about his performance. Yeah. A lot of times, and I stand up for the woman because I don't think it's right. A lot of times the callers and there's this perception that the woman is influencing the man's play. Right. So I feel as though he he wanted to leave her out of any sort of speculation when it came to... But now it makes sense. But... But now it does make because sense. Because did you read her post? I think we talked about this really quick about how their dog died. The dog got stuck in the elevator. Oh, I can't even talk yeah, about this. Yeah, so sad. But her post made me cry. His girlfriend's post where she's from Brazil and she said how her, she, her parents couldn't come. She's pregnant, alone. Her parent, her grandmother died. She couldn't go to the funeral. Her parents couldn't come because of COVID. Yeah. So she was alone going through this pregnancy and Joel wasn't there because he was in the bubble. Yeah. And she had the dog. She said the dog was my best friend to get me through all this. I know. It's and then so the dog sad. passed away. I was, I was like, oh my God. And you know, you have people, you and I talk about this a lot in this podcast where, you know, she's a beautiful, obviously she's a Sports Illustrated swimsuit model and, you know, she's a millionaire and it's like that does not have anything to do with she's alone and she's pregnant and it's her first child and she's scared like people have to stop associating just because you're rich and famous that you have no feeling yeah I feel I I always think about that and I always I always go back to Robin Williams and that case I feel like should have you know showed some people that you can't just place you can't just throw money at situations and think that they're going to go away, totally. especially when they're all internal and all in your mind yeah. and all intangible, right? Because it's like you could you could fix your car if you have money. You can fix your house if you have money. You can fix whatever you need to. Right. No amount of money, no amount of money in the entire world can ever fix your brain or whatever it is I that know. you're going through in your life. I mean, Steve Jobs. Alex Trebek. I mean, yes. they couldn't. They couldn't be cancer. Yeah, yeah. It's just like all these intangibles. Steve and- Jobs invented Apple and still couldn't beat pancreatic cancer. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. But when I read her post, I was like, Oh my god, why didn't you message me? I would have hung out with you, Anna. I know. Anna? I know. The Anna? poor girl. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be. I'm sure we'll see little Arthur at some point. I'm sure he's so cute. Oh but my did god. You, did you see? She got the cover of the 2021 swimsuit calendar. Oh, did she? Snaps for Anna. Oh, good job. Go girl. Um, all right, so let's shift let's shift gears for a second and talk about baseball. And and we talked about this a lot off mic. Obviously, congratulations to the Dodgers. They finally won the World Series. Oh, I was so happy for them. Nineteen eighty eight, the last time they won. Um, you know, it's LA though. They win everything. But I think it was really interesting though, the fact that Tampa obviously won the Tampa Lightning won the National Hockey League. And then the Bucks are doing pretty good, but Obviously, they did terrible last. I mean, how bad was Tom Brady? Like, I know that. <laughs> I mean, he threw three interceptions. I was like, is Carson Wentz actually in his uniform? 
I think that might just be like the juju coming back to uh, to haunt him. To haunt him. Yeah. And then the Bucks, obviously, not Don't the Bucks. Don't shake my hand once. Shame on, what is it? Fool me once. Don't shake my hand once. Shame on you. Shake, don't shake my mm. hand twice. You're usually pretty good, but I think this. It's not going anywhere. So it, it should it. be. Wait. Fool so me it should, once. Shame on me. No, Fool because it would be. Nick, I, mean, I think I'm mixing two. You're mixing two. Mixing yeah. Two it would be, basically, Tom Brady didn't shake Nick Foles' hand twice, and now the karma's biting him in the ass. Yes. Although Nick Foles hasn't been playing good either. That's that's better than mine. <laughs> I was trying to. It's okay. I was trying to turn it into. You're perfect ninety five percent of the time. So you know we're all we're gonna have a couple glitches here and there. That's why we're keeping the podcast real. I was trying to be nice, like okay, okay, and then I finally was like, like no, 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 this isn't it. This, sometimes two in the hand is better than one in the bush right <laughs> is that it one in the bush i don't know i never heard of that you've never heard that one One in the bush is better than two in the hand Who? Wh- who's what? bush it's like a bird in the bush is better than two in the hand okay which reminds me do you ever watch the amy schumer um and i don't necessarily love her but she has if you watch her not her stand up when she was pregnant and she talks about how, like, if you grew up in the 80s and 90s, your mom just always had this big bush and how we don't have it anymore. Oh <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, that's so true. Like, all moms had bushes, but, like, we get laser hair removal. Yes. Yes, we do. Right? And Brazilians and sugaring. Sugaring and wax. Like, yes. But, you know, and then my mom's like, Nicole Ann. Apparently, apparently they say that it's going to make a comeback. The bushes? I, I Yeah. I saw a couple articles over quarantine in particular where I guess you couldn't go to your esthetician yeah. or go, go, you know, wherever yeah. you need to go. So it was like, is it time to bring back the bush? But listen, my friend Joy's mom always says there's hair there for a reason. You right, know, it's protecting right. something. <laughs> so the, saying, <laughs> the saying is actually a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. And it's used for saying that it's better to hold on to something one already has than to risk losing it by trying to attain something better. Oh, Tom Brady. Leaving New England to go to Tampa. Yeah. See, Tom, a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. I don't think Gisela is a bush. No, no, definitely not. She's she's probably she probably doesn't have a Well, one she's Brazilian. Right. So she that's where have it comes any hair from. On her body, I'm sure. Right. But it's called a Brazilian wax. Right. So they invented it clearly. They did. You know? Is that true? I don't <laughs> Why would it be called a Brazilian wax if it wasn't invented in Brazil? I mean, I don't know. It might be. I just never actually looked into it. Me either. I just I went with so. it. Let me, let me, let me, All right, look it up. But, I'm going to look on that. So how weird is it, though, that obviously the Lakers won the NBA championship and then the Dodgers were in the World Series and then they won the World Series and then Tampa won the hockey championship and then they were in the World Series finals. Like, that's kooky. That yeah. It, that both of those. Could you imagine those cities? I mean, yeah, I feel like sometimes they do get all the luck. I guess. And it's just not. When was the last time we had two? Never. Never. Have we never? I mean, I feel like, when was it? Like 2000? No, it wasn't even. No. No, it's been a really long time. Yeah, never. It's been a really long time. I know. But the thing that's interesting about baseball is that, so I grew up loving baseball. My dad's a huge St. Louis Cardinals fan, loved baseball, and grew up knowing all the players, because my dad loved the Cardinals, and then I obviously became a huge Phillies fan when I came when I came to Philly. But baseball used to be the thing, right? Baseball yes. was the shit. It was you knew all the players. You knew all the teams. You knew their numbers. You knew their statistics. 
And slowly but surely, over the years, baseball has lost its popularity. And there's been many articles written about it. There's been many conversations about it. Like, what happened to baseball? Baseball clearly is not America's game anymore. But why is that? You know, and even so much as, and you and I talked about this, if we went across the street to Target and asked five people to name five current NFL and NBA players that are not in Philadelphia, they would do it without thinking about it. A thousand percent. If we asked them to name five people who played in Major League Baseball, except playing for the Phillies, they might get one. It's hard for me to even, and I'm obsessed with sports. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a big, I'm, I've been a big baseball gal my entire life. I love the game. I love the art of the game. I love the science behind the game. I love the patience it requires to watch a full baseball game. However, I feel like, and this is, we've talked about this, you know, on, on Mike's show and whatever, that is where I think a problem is. It's, it's our attention spans when it comes to consuming content and sports in particular. I think that for whatever reason, baseball you have to have a tremendous amount of patience and attentiveness to pay attention to an entire baseball game and to really watch a game where you feel so invested and you feel so moved by the game. So you think about football, it's like hard hitting, it's fast action. Hockey, even, they're on skates, they're checking each other into the boards, it's fast. Basketball, running up and down the court. Baseball is the only sport that it requires, I don't know, maybe three to five hours of your time on a on a weeknight in the summer. Right. But know? I do think and maybe it's a combination. Maybe it really is the perfect storm where I do think the lack of fame associated with players matters. Oh, and uh, that's that's the other thing is. Baseball has done a piss poor job of marketing Correct. their top talent. Correct. But I, I also feel it's problematic because you have somebody like Mike Trout, right? Who's right. who's probably one of the best in the MLB. He's everybody knows that he's great. We all know it here because like we're from Philadelphia. Right. He's from Millville, blah, 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 blah. You know, I, I mean, I, I've seen him on endorsements and stuff, but he's endorsing like super pretzels right. and stuff like that. But I feel like baseball doesn't really do a good job trying to connect with the younger generation who have the shorter attention spans. Yeah, I agree with you a thousand percent. And that's why I think maybe it, it kind of goes back to the conversation that we had about radio, like baseball and radio seem very similar to me that it was the shit and everybody was talking about it and it was the thing. And then they didn't move fast enough. They thought we're still fine. And then all of a sudden they were surpassed. They were surpassed. And all of a sudden, you have this younger generation. There was a meme that went around, and it was a photo of Martin from the TV show Martin, and he's at a radio station. And somebody tweeted, yo, Martin was basically doing a podcast back in the day. I know. And somebody retweeted and was like, it's called radio. But Gen Z, like, they didn't think of radio. They thought of podcasting. And I feel like baseball, like, we're America's game. It's baseball. We're baseball. It's it's Mickey Mantle. Like, it's the Yankees. Like, yeah. And then all of a sudden, they were like, oh, no one knows who we are. Well, so to, to piggyback off of that, it's fascinating that you bring that up. Because have you watched My Next Guest with David Letterman? I watched it with a couple episodes. But who? So it's it's 
I love Letterman. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I love Letterman. I love all those old school like night, you know, night to- nighttime talk show guys. He was doing an he did an episode with Kim Kardashian. Yeah, I watched that. Yeah, yeah. And so remember when she says to him, "I told." Kendall and Kylie I was doing Letterman she said and I was over the moon yes but she kind of touched on it she said you don't have to do the circuit anymore like the late night talk show circuit anymore whereas you and I we grew up we kind of got we were in between right yes so we still appreciate radio yes the art of radio how how wonderful it is Uh, at the late night talk shows like that type of stuff we kind of grew up with and then watched it fade out. Yes. There are people who I guess didn't think that it would ever be overtaken by anything. And Kim says to David, she goes, well, I told Kendall and Kylie that I was doing Letterman and they had no clue. She's like, no offense, but they didn't know who you were. Yeah. And it, that blew my mind because but makes, I'm like, wow. They're wow. 20 years old, 21 yeah. years old. And he's been off the air for years it makes total sense they wouldn't know who he is. Yeah, and if you think about it, they were what? If they're 20 years old, the 19, 20 years old, they were four when Facebook came about. Right. Yeah. Like, that feels like yesterday to me. Yeah. But these kids have, have grown up in just such a different space yeah. than we have. And I, I think that that's why, and I feel bad that baseball hasn't been able to quite figure it out because it is a beautiful game, but also you you have to have the patience and the attention span. And I don't know if that generation does or if they'll be invested enough. And also, here's another fun, fun thing that I think is relevant. My family is a baseball family. Okay. Yeah, my cousin Chuck, um, he was a pitcher for LaSalle before their baseball program went under. Uh, my cousin Nick, uh, he's playing in all sorts of leagues all around the city. And my cousin Elaine, my godmother, she said to me, she's like, Natalie, it's these kids are fans of players. They're not fans of teams. Yes. Okay. So you took the words out of my mouth. So I really think the secret to get to get sports, sorry, to get baseball back is you have to get people excited for the players. Yeah. Because here's the thing. They could go to the game and they could bring their phone and they could tweet and they could go on TikTok and they could have something. You sit there, you have some beers, you have a dollar hot dog. Like, it's still a fun night out with your friends on a beautiful summer night. But when you're not passionate about who you're watching, yes, it's the passion. Well, and I think particularly in Philadelphia, the Phillies have tried to market some of the guys that they've got, but the guys haven't exactly lived up to the expectation that they were trying to set by making them the stars of the team. Right. And I think that that kind of played in, I think it's a vicious cycle. I think that that played into the psyche of some of the guys who were marketed, like somebody for like Reese Hoskins, for instance, who has that star caliber, star caliber potential, you know, had a slump last year. You know, he wasn't producing the way that he was supposed to. His batting average, you know, went down the toilet he, he changed his batting stance to try and improve, you know. And, again, there's a lot of moving parts around it, management, yada, yada, yada. But I think when you're put out there as the star and then you don't execute and then the fan base is like, well, why are you selling us this bag of goods? He's not living up to what you're saying he's supposed to be. Right. It's like the perfect storm of disinterest yes. for a fan base. Well, especially a fan base like here. Um, I am curious because I know we're going to get a lot of listeners from all over the country, hopefully all over the world. And obviously we live here and so we know it. And 
I, I want to do a whole separate episode on grace under pressure and crack under pressure. Okay. And I think it's really fascinating because I, I feel like there's so many examples. Um, obviously, Nelson Aguilar is a huge one. Nick Foles is a huge one. Donovan McNabb is a huge one. And to touch on Nelson Aguilar really quick, like he's doing really, really, really well with the Raiders. Yeah. And I saw a tweet that said basically the media and the fan base broke him. And it just made me think, like, I don't think it has to do with being weak. I just think that some people are affected differently than others. And I don't know. I feel like with baseball, the players don't engage as much. And I think some of it's fear-based or, like, they don't want to engage as much. Like, they want to kind of keep people at arm's length where, like, you look at – I mean – Look at somebody like LeBron, right? I mean, he's LeBron, and he still posts videos of his kids doing Taco Tuesday yeah. and does the family TikTok dances. And, yeah. you know, he still lets people – I'm sure it's controlled. I'm sure there's nine people on his social media team. Right. But he's so smart in a marketing standpoint where you have somebody like Bryce Harper who – doesn't you don't know anything that's going on. he keeps doing deadlifts in his garage well big freaking do yeah make some pasta show your kid like do something yeah and i think again and i think that's a testament to right it's it's what how much of yourself do you want to expose right whereas and i think about 10 years ago or yeah 10 years ago 12 years ago now that 08 phillies team oh my god ryan howard jimmy rollins cole hamels chase utley Probably the the Shane pinnacle, Victorino, Shane Victorino, all those guys, the pinnacle, Jason Worth, yeah, yeah, of the great one of the greatest Phillies teams in sports history, right? So, but also think about where social media was at that time. Barely existed. It barely existed. Twitter didn't even start until two thousand nine. Yeah, because I can go back and find my tweets from the O nine World Series, and they're actually really cute because I'm using like those like the colon and then the parentheses smiley faces oh yeah and i'm like get it done get it done chase <laughs> with like you know with like this very like old school um smiley but but like chase is a perfect example though we're like you didn't know anything about him you don't really see his personality until now no so so there wasn't a space for these guys to be as scrutinized and as affected by the social commentary and especially in philadelphia but I was explaining to somebody else too. Sports Twitter has a different life than other Twitter cultures. Like, like sports culture on Twitter is like very. I feel like it's very like tight knit, and and there's a ton of sports fans on Twitter, right? Yeah, like that's where you go to have the active conversation yes. about the games and it about everything sports related trends all the time. Yeah, so it's kind of like how do you want to make yourself vulnerable for the game that you're playing when you know that you're, you know, rife for the picking? Right. Which makes sense. And I think you look at Carson Wentz, for example, it affected Donovan McNabb and social media did not exist when Donovan played. Right. And so imagine, imagine if Donovan was on Twitter. Right. And you almost have to be to be an athlete now you like you almost have to at least have a handle right so i feel like chase got away with being so aloof like he was because there was no other option this was who he was but he also was a winner that, so and that's the difference right. he was able to kind of skate by it without saying much without really giving interviews it was the way that he played he was a dirty player 
it was the world fucking champions yep. at the parade that cemented it all. You know, it's just kind of one of these things where he was a little bit of an anomaly, but he also wasn't subjected to the scrutiny or the expectations that we put on athletes now because thousand percent like yeah. we ex- we do ha- kind of expect them to give us everything so it right it's it's how does baseball and i'm paying a ticket you should be playing better well that and you know baseball players they're young when they're coming up through the system we don't yep. really get to see them until a couple of years in we don't know what we're dealing with it's it's but i really do think a lot of it has to do with the fact we just don't know anybody so here's let me i'm gonna read through the top 20 baseball players of um 2020. All right. Well, okay. let me see if I can guess some. Okay. Well, obviously, Mike Trout's number one. Yes, he is. Clayton Kershaw. Um, let me see this. This is not in like order. He's not in the top ten. Clayton isn't. No, he's not. Mookie Betts has to be. He is. Okay. And then obviously Bryce has to be up there. He's not in the top ten. He's not in the top ten. Nope. No way. Right. So. So right, just based on, and again, you're a sports fan. Fan, you're a sports person. You watch the World Series. Wait, what is this? The most popular, or this is ranked by MLB. dot com. Okay, it's, so it's the MLB and ranks the top one hundred players. Right. Okay. So who's uh, so obviously we said Mike Trout's one. So yeah, this is this is based on. Production and research team statistical and scouting analysis to rough to rank the top one hundred players right now. Okay. Okay. So Mike Trout's number one. Okay. Christian Yelich. Right. But he got two. hurt, so he was hurt and then he came back. So that makes sense. Okay. Yes. Um Cody Bellinger. Okay. Mookie Betts. Okay. Alex Bregman. Right. I don't know who that is. Third yeah, third baseman for the Astros. Anthony Rendon. Right, for the Cubs. Mm-hmm. Garrett Cole. Right. Um, Jacob DeGrom. Yeah, no idea who that is. Nolan Arenado. Nope. And Francisco Lindor. Oh, yeah. I've heard of him. So so that's the thing. Like, you know, you know these guys. You're familiar with their names. But now if I were to sit here and list you the top NBA players and the top NFL players, you would probably know the, their wives' names. A thousand percent. Right. I mean, I could name... Every NFL team and every starting quarterback for the NFL team and then every uh, – uh, st- you know what I mean? Yes. Like, it's a different – it's just a whole – in fact, it was so funny. Last year I was doing an event um, for XTU, and the engineer is, like, a really big sports fan. And he, like, didn't believe that I was in a sports. And I was like, all right. And so I literally, like, jotted down all 32 teams and put all the quarterbacks. And he's like, what? How did you – I'm like, I to- what did you think? I was an idiot? See, and this is what annoys me sometimes. Again, talking about perceptions. Yeah. And talking about. Because he wouldn't have said that to a dude. No, he would have never said that to a dude. Right. He, it would have just been assumed that he knew everything about all sports at all times. It's possible to care about sports, but like not be able to, you know, say Alex Bregman's like batting average. Yes. Like th- that's what I think is unfair. Yes. When, but again,. Who are the ones casting judgments on sports fans? It's not us. It's not us. It's not us. Right. Because everybody can be a sports fan and everybody should be a sports fan. Right. I love that you said that because it's so true. Because to me, sports is not about somebody's batting average. It's about their chutzpah. It's about how, it's about the vibe. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Wait, what do you? What is chutzpah? You know, it's like that thing. <laughs> it's like the. It's like that. Je ne sais quoi. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like you watch Patrick Holmes and he has the chutzpah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you watch Russell Wilson. It's it's the it's like Travis Fulgham has the chutzpah. Right. You know, it's that right. thing. That like they, it's just it's not even talent. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes, but like, it's that it's that thing that you just that you just can't take your eyes off of them. You know what I mean? Where it's that passion, it's the that little extra dose of razzle dazzle. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and that's to me is what makes sports so phenomenal is because like you watch game and you could just like pick out certain people that just have that thing you know what i mean that just they just want it it's like it's almost like they just want it like a little more like brandon graham always has it you know what i mean like he just always has that thing like like fletcher cox is obviously good but like he doesn't have that extra little thing right you know does that make sense like i don't know what like that's what i'm saying it's like that it's not even talent based. It's just that extra little spark. The sparkle. Yeah, there's just something that that some players have that makes the game. It's More, like it's 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 it has a little bit of like a magical effect on yes. it because you're you're able to watch a man or a woman. Right. Uh, you know, achieve like this incredible raw athletic skill and yes. to, to be able to execute on that skill and I when you actually watch it play out it seems like magic because then you're realizing wow this is one person who is able to throw the ball 75 yards yes you know to a receiver down the field it's like watching the figure skating at the olympics you know yes or the gymnastics yes it's really weird i am quite obsessed with people that have physical prowlnesses because I don't, you know? Right. And like, I mean, I'm a mean, mean Peloton spinner. You know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah. you put on hollow notes and watch me what? go. You know what I mean? <laughs> Wait, <what's up? laughs> you will make like, a, my, my dreams come. come. I mean, I there, I'm climbing the hill. I'm climbing. I knew it. I knew <laughs> it. <laughs> but I, and the same thing why I'm like weirdly obsessed with American Ninja Warrior. It's like, I'm never going to hang off a bar with my fingertips, but I'm going to watch you do it. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I mean, you and I talk about this a lot. We also grew up with it. And so many people who love sports also grew up with it. And so there is a nostalgia about it. But, I mean, I like to even watch games that I don't have any type of. And, you know, it's really funny. You're not into fantasy either, are you? No, I don't really do fantasy. Yeah. And for me, it's because I want to. I don't want to watch my teams. I want to watch the teams. Does that make sense? Yes. And I think when people get so obsessed with fantasy, they don't, they're not watching the games. They're watching their own team that they create. And it's, it takes away to me, the magic of what is the game. So I, so I agree with that. And that's actually why I did do fantasy for a couple of years, but then I stopped doing it because, and that's exactly why. Yeah. And I get it again. It's another level of competition that I think people like to engage in. Okay, it makes sense. So, it like, not only are you watching the competition, but then you have your own competition, competition. 
and then you can win whatever you want to win. And, you know, there's all these moving parts to right. it, too. And I do, I, I get that because I think people are like, well, I can't be on the field being the quarterback. And I'm going to win my fantasy team. Yeah. yeah. For, I, I, and honestly, for me, it was just too much work and football season for the past, like, five years. I've worked, like, seven days a week. So I was like, I, I, I can't just, I don't have time to just, like, sit down and kind of, like, peel through things. And if somebody gets hurt, figure things out. Like, it just felt a little overwhelming to me. Um, that's why I kind of stopped playing it. But a lot of it did have to do with the fact that it wasn't, it took away from the games that I was paying attention to. Yes. Well, and I think, you know, even watching the Tampa Bay New Orleans game and just how bad Tom Brady was. And it was just fascinating to me. It's like you look at 95% of anybody who talked about that game the next day. And they're going to talk about his QBR rating and his completions. And I'm like, what was going on in his life? Like, what? What? It's Tom Brady. He played arguably the worst game of his career that night. Why? why? What was going on? You'll never know. That, to me, is why I'm fascinated by it. It's like... It, he was Sunday night football against Drew Brees. I mean, he didn't even throw a touchdown. He threw three interceptions. I don't care about the statistics part. There was something inside Tom Brady's brain that he that was fucking him up. Yeah, and that to me is fascinating. Well, and that's a part I think of sports that doesn't necessarily get explored. I think it is more now. Uh, yeah, but traditionally, that was never a factor in looking at a game in its totality, right? right? So there you there were never qualifiers or conditions around an athlete's pr- play because again, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that the people who decided that they want to talk about that couldn't talk about those types of things because they deemed them to be signs of weakness. Correct. Or something that the emotional intelligence wasn't there. Well, yeah, it's it's an intangible fact that you can't talk about and right it I guess they never were cared enough to learn about how that would impact play on the field I just thought about something because we were you were like what's the je ne sais quoi but there's been a big conversation about should the Sixers maybe get rid of Ben Simmons and bring in James Harden right yeah yeah so just to recap what's going on with the Sixers is that we have a new head coach Doc Rivers which he was the best available. He couldn't win with the Clippers, but maybe he needed a new change of scenery. Look at Andy Reid, right? So sometimes you just need a new change of scenery. Yeah. Um, But then they brought in Daryl Morley. Am I saying that right? Morey. Morey. I keep doing it too. Yeah, because it's the L's and the Y's. Morey's Pierre. Oh, Morey's Pierre. Okay. (laughs) That's that's what's been I like that, yeah. (laughs) Shout out to Wildwood. So – he came from Houston and did, I mean, amazing job with the Rockets. But again, like, didn't win. Maybe he needed a new change of scenery. But the relationship that he has with James Harden is just phenomenal. Yeah. And so there's been a lot of talk, a lot of speculation about James Harden coming here. And it was, you know, he's older. and, and But, like, to me, James Harden has the thing. And Ben Simmons doesn't. Ben Simmons is clearly an incredible player, 
But the fact that Ben Simmons refuses to shoot shows there's something meant. There's something mental. It's there's something missing. So and the fact that Joel Embiid refuses to get in shape, like <laughs> there's some like that's what I mean. You see somebody like LeBron who just gives his whole life and bought because he wants to fucking win. Right. Like throwing him, Jimmy Butler throw literally trying to win by himself. Obviously, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid are insanely talented, but like, I need somebody who wants to win. That's the that's the thing. Well, and that's why I mean I'm kind of super focused, like you said, on the on the culture, right? That yeah. Ben and Joel are growing through the organization, and because you think about it, they're they're still. In their mid twenties, right, very young. Their frontal lobe isn't even fully developed right. yet. Yeah, so you have these kids who are in their, you know, mid. They're get go, growing. Because we've been talking for eight hours straight. I know. Yeah, I know. So they're in, you know, the they're these kids. They're in their mid twenties. They're still trying to figure themselves out, right? And and trying to, you know, grow through this industry. And they're also doing it in the toughest sports city in the entire world. Correct. So I'm optimistic now for this team because as much as I loved Brett Brown and I thought that, you know, he did he did the best he could with what he had right. during his time year, I thought it was it was time. It was time for a fresh set of eyes. It was a time for somebody who might treat Ben and Joe differently and it doesn't mean that it's he's going to treat them badly. Right. But there's a reason a a coach is a coach for a reason right like there's a reason why you're called a head coach and there's a reason why it's your job to kind of figure out the best way to motivate and execute yeah to maximize the The potential correct yeah the most out of these incredible talents yeah so it's not and again it's not that i think brett brown did a bad job i just I think it's it's relationships, right? And I, we've I can we could do a whole nother show on Doug and, and Carson. Oh, we we have to do a whole nother we show. We have on to Doug. do a whole nother show on Doug and Carson. Yeah, after the Brett Favre stuff. Oh my god! I mean, but it, it just I do I just I want to drive to Jersey and just be like Carson. What I also wonder too, like, does anybody ask him? Like, no, they don't ask him. Like, does anybody say mm-hmm. what's going on? Uh-uh. You don't think? Um, I don't think, and again, because it's the intangible, right? And because this, it would be something that would be so corrosive to the organization if he were to say, yeah, I don't think Doug likes me. Like, again, those are perceptions. But at, at some point, you you see that it's kind of playing out, that there's some disconnect. Well, my old company that I used to work for when I was a receptionist, Natalie and I's favorite jobs. <laughs> Sparks. They yes. had a code 10 and one of, so they're basically like the commandments of the office. And one of them is client's perception is our reality. And it's so true because it doesn't matter what the reality really is. It's the perception of it. And so if you're not communicating and I wonder, that's what I wonder. I'm like, has anybody actually sat down and been like, what's going on? I Does wish- his wife ask him? Does Maddie, when he comes home, does she say, honey, or does she get it? Like, I just, I just kind of want to like follow him home one day and be like, 
Carson, what's going on? Just talk to me. I don't know. Same thing with Ben. Like, Ben, why? Like, no one said to Ben, like, Ben, just tell me, why aren't you shooting? Like, did Kendall ever ask him? I don't know. I, she doesn't seem like the type who would ask many questions. That would be supportive of her man. I don't know. I don't want to diss her, but I'm just saying. Um, Who's dissing women now? No, <laughs> right. no I just... She's she's got her own shit going on is what I mean. Yeah, and, but I'm just like, how is no one ever? I mean, maybe they have, but I'm like, it's a very simple question. Tell me what's going on. I don't think that they know. That's what I think the problem is. And I think that whoever they're talking to might not be able to break down the psychological barriers that are preventing them from having that aha moment. Like, aha, this is what I need to overcome. And and. You know, I've struggled with anxiety and depression throughout my life. And sometimes it's taken me to a certain point where I had, you know, you got to you got to be you got to find that have that aha moment where you're like, oh, this is why I feel this way or this is why I'm living this way or this is why I don't want to shoot the basketball. Yeah, you know what I it mean? takes the work. It does take the mental work. And it's it's how do you coach somebody to do that for themselves when they still have to perform on like a nightly basis. Like yeah. That's what I, that's what I wonder. That's such a, it, I wonder it too, because just a simple question of like, Ben, why don't you want to shoot? And does Ben really not know? Or Carson, why do you keep holding on to the ball? And does, does he really not know why? And maybe, and maybe he doesn't. And maybe that's why you need a professional that, I mean, we know why, we, I mean, I think that I know Carson's issues. I think that Carson is so desperate to win and so desperate to prove. Oh, th- that's totally why he's holding on to the ball. Yeah. Yes. That I can do this and I could win and I got it and I'm going to bring another championship to the city and I'm better than Nick Foles and I'm going to prove it. You yeah. know, plus his parents are divorced and I think that there's something in his childhood, you know. Right. <laughs> I think it's a lot, you know. Yeah, I. but, but Carson's also that guy who is – I have faith in the Lord and I, I have, this is what I have to deal with right now. Like, I don't know if he allows himself to, to get inside himself and actually figure out that something might be wrong. And when I say, I feel like maybe, and maybe something that mental health advocates and maybe we should just do this ourselves moving forward is change up the terminology, right? Because how hard is it to admit that something is wrong? Totally. Right. So like something's off here. Maybe that's what maybe that's what he's not allowing himself to get inside himself and say something's off here. I need to figure out what it is and I need to figure out where it's coming from. Or it could just be that he's now so isolated within the organization that they he doesn't feel like it's even worth investigating at this point now with the Eagles because they're 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 not doing anything to help him. But it is just so interesting that you have Bryce Harper and we have Joel and we have Ben and we have Carson and they all like crumble. It's like this. It's almost like they like get an apartment or a residence here and all hell breaks loose. Yeah, I it's, I don't like I just don't know what it is. But I'm like, what are the odds that we get all these superstars that are supposed to we don't you, you look at those four players and it's like, how does one not become a superstar? How does one, like, what is it? Is it, does the city really break them? 
Well, I think that that's probably a part of it, and it's probably the opinions that they hear all the time. That's why I, I think a lot of them probably don't really listen to sports talk radio, but they know they know what's being said about them. They see it on social media. Uh, there is a part of me that's kind of, you know, with with Ben and Joe, it took Jordan and Pippen how many years to win together? Like six. True. And so, I mean, and you when you watched The Last Dance... I think it got to the point where everybody just kind of like dealt with Michael. I think he, they all thought he was an asshole. Um, I mean, they talked about how they didn't necessarily hang out with him, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but he still had the it thing. He still wanted to win. He still gave everything he had to win. Yeah. And so I think, you know, there's some people that are leaders by words and then there's some people that are leaders by action. And he clearly was a leader by action even though he was an asshole but like he wanted he, he was he wanted to win so bad and did everything he could to win but then he also had an amazing coach in Phil Jackson who was doing yoga and emotional intelligence coaching in the early 90s right so and again it so it's it's the coach yeah right it's it's who do you have motivating full circle the players yeah and that's why I believe for Ben and Joe, I'm excited to see what Doc Rivers does with them. You know, he's kind of like this wise old sage. You know, my favorite snack, J.J. Reddick, loves Doc Rivers and talks about him a lot. And I was like, ooh, maybe J.J. will come back. He's not coming back. No, because Stan just got the head coaching job with the Pelicans, and that's who he played for the during when he, J.J. was with the Orlando Magic forever. Yeah. And so he's not coming back. No, he's not coming back, and I think I don't know if the Sixers are are happy with the way that he's talked about them over the last couple. Well, they could have brought weeks. him back. They could have. They could have. It's okay. He's we'll we'll resolve to the fact that JJ Redick will never be a Sixer again, and you. But you're going to get your chance. I know it's going to come. We need to have him on the podcast, and I, I promise you, I'm going to ask him. I I'm going to say, hey, thank you for doing the podcast, and I'm going to. Ask this question because I promised everybody that I've ever come in contact with that I will ask it. What is it like to be that hot? <laughs> <laughs> that is what my first question to him. I'm excited to hear his <laughs> response because I will just be sitting here listening. <laughs> and I'm like, Natalie will ask you the in-depth questions um, about your three-point shooting percentage. And we'll get to more in-depth questions. But I but first just, things first. First things first. I just <laughs> need to know what it's like. Um, but speaking of snacks, you know, we'd like to do um, my snack break. And oh, oh, we yeah. got to sing. You can get with this and, and you, you can, can get, get with that. that. And, and you, you can, can get, get with Nick and you can, can get, get with that. Yes. <laughs> um, so my snack is Chris Evans. I love Chris Evans. Okay. Even though he's a Boston fan, I love that he's a white guy that just is all the. There's a theme in my snacks, if you can can tell. Okay. It's like J.J. Reddick's very into social justice. Chris Evans is very into social justice. Right, right, right. Chris Long is very into social justice. Right. Really big. Like, you have to be, like, a woke person to be my snack. Your snack, which is fair. Because yeah. I think that understanding a lot of the societal issues has to do with emotional intelligence. Yeah, so you so have... So these are guys who, like, who e whose EQs are, are a little bit higher. Yes, you have to have an IE... A high EQ. I would go for a smaller penis size and a higher EQ. 
really can't take it. I need a minute. Is that true? Are you serious? Yes. I mean, well, yeah, no, I guess you're right. You're saying you go for, okay, no, 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 no. I just got all, I just got a little, a little of a cleanse. Feeling a little of a cleanse. Do I have to get, who's my snack? I don't even know right now. Who's my snack? Did you do one of my old school snacks? Do it old school. Actually, um, so you know who I just started following on Twitter who hasn't, um, I haven't seen in a while? Who? He's one of my original, like, young, like a teenage snack that okay. I loved, like, liked when I was a teenager. Um, Devin Sawa? Yes, he's good on Twitter. Yeah, he's been... Another woke, highly intelligent white guy. Right, so, like, I looked, I looked at him and I was just like, he, like, popped up in my people to follow and I was like, I haven't thought about him in years he's good on twitter and I was isn't like, he oh, he's still gorgeous too so shout out to devin sawa i mean i loved him yeah and casper can I amazing him? i know remember that when no this is christina Ricci i again? don't like i don't like ghosts and goblins and witches and we talk it about this casper the casper doesn't the matter family. still a ghost wait how weird is this ready for the story so i'm talking to my mom and she goes nicole and so you know we have those neighbors that just moved in well she comes knocking at the door and says can you help me and i go what's wrong and she goes i think there's ghosts in the house what i swear to god i go what my mom so my mom went over to the front porch and started spraying holy water on the front porch that's so nice of her and she goes, but that's I'm not going- my mom would do <laughs> right and she yeah. goes but i'm not going in that house nicole and because you know i might not get out i go mom this is a weird story you're telling me. Right. I just feel like you shouldn't engage, you know? Yeah, maybe. Look, look, I, I sprinkled my holy water. Yeah. like That's all I've got. That's it, all I've got. Just um, any other big pop culture stories that you're into? Um, I mean, obviously, the election was, like, the biggest. And so we talked about that. I think that that's really important to acknowledge and our love of the city. And, and obviously, but nothing else is really popping, like, Shows? Not right now. Yeah. Have you watched The Undoing with Nicole Kidman? No. Did you read the book, though? No. It's a book? It's a book. Oh. Yeah. Is it good? I, so, you know, I'm trying. I've I've been trying to watch more TV for the last three years. Really? Because I just feel that, like, I, well, see, I guess the thing is, like, I had a lot of shows that I liked, and then they just, they're not, like, Younger was my favorite. It's not back because of COVID. And. So, The Undoing yeah, it's, it's with Nicole Kidman. It's Hugh probably Grant. one of the best shows that I've watched in the last like three years. Did you watch Big Little Lies? Yes, and so which it's I also loved. So they're both David E. Kelly, right? Big, yeah, better than that. Um, well, it's only two episodes in, so there's still time. Ooh, it's like a real TV show. It's where like it's a week real by one, week. which is wow, which it's like honest, the '90s. Wait, but do you know what? I honestly think that that's why I am watching it is because. I'm not forced to sit down and consume it and then have to talk about all of it in like a week. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I love I've, that. I'm not I'm not a binger because I have I have ADHD, so my attention span it's tough. It's tough. It's tough to hold me in. Okay. I'm the, I need I'm like, yeah, give me the flash, give me the pizzazz. I'll watch <laughs> one episode and then I gotta go. I need to listen to a song. I need to read an article. I'm like, the exact opposite where I could lay on the couch for ten hours and watch I mean, I'm actually really 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 bad with it in the sense of like same thing with reading like I love to read but I don't do it often because I can't just like read a chapter and put the book down I have to read the whole book yeah I'm in the exact same way however I prefer to attempt to read than I do to attempt to watch a show like on Netflix did you watch Emily in Paris I started it you got to get through the first two episodes all right all right but 
that show, I started at 8.30 and, and stayed up till 2.30 in the morning. I literally finished it in one night. See, that seems something, like, I'm going to get back on it. I feel like we did talk about this show, like, earlier uh, in one of our other episodes, but we did. But you know what I, like, if I'm going to watch something, like, last night I watched when Conan O'Brien went to Greenland. Was Greenland. it good? He is, like, he's just the funniest human because apparently um, Donald Trump at one point said that he wanted to buy Greenland. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, so he went over and anyone that he met, he was just like, hi, I'm here to buy your country. <laughs> and all the all the people were like, no. He's just like. I like from the Mighty Ducks, Iceland is green and, and Greenland, Greenland is, is ice. ice. Yes, classic <laughs> line. That's exactly what I thought So of. good. But I watched so like good. one episode of that and then I'll like read a little bit and then I'll just like go to bed. Yeah. Like, I'm, I just need to be able to like consume things. Again, I, I have ADHD and I'm also like. I'm I can be very like slow sometimes with things sometimes. But you know yourself and that makes you you. I try not to binge things too much because I get so obsessive that I have to finish it right away and then like I don't leave the house, I don't sleep. I like <laughs> stay in the house for five like suits when I binge watch suits, I binged 7 seasons in 10 days. What? It was so insane but i was so obsessed like harvey and mike and that was obviously megan markle before she became a princess right. sorry duchess and do- like it was i was just so because i have a weird obsession with lawyers because they're like head thinkers and not heart thinkers and like i'm a heart thinker and like it's just like kind of like a weird thing i have um but anyway like i just loved that show so much and it was like so unhealthy but I binged at that. Like, that's how bad. So I try not to binge shows that have multiple seasons. I try to binge new shows. That's fair. Maybe I could try. That might be like, see, I need, I need balance. I'm a Libra. I need. Yes. I need balance. Like, I can't do like too much of one thing. Like, I I told you what happened with Breaking Bad. Did I ever tell you what happened? No, I've never seen Breaking Bad. So I binged Breaking Bad. The whole thing? The whole thing. This was probably like five years ago. How long did it take? I think it took a couple weeks. Okay, but I, but I did it. Yeah, but I consumed a lot of it in like a really short period of time. Yeah, and I was having dreams that I was like in the desert with the characters. I bet because that's an intense show. I've it, never seen it, but and it was dark. And then I was like having nightmares, and I was like, "Why are you doing this to yourself?" Yeah. Like because yeah, it was a dark show. Um, so I did binge that, and I you know what else I binge? And what? This is just me again revealing myself way too much. Have you ever seen um? Elizabeth on PBS. <laughs> no, I do not see. I also uh, have never seen Downton Abbey either. No, so it's not. Do you watch Downton Abbey? Um, no, I haven't watched Downton Abbey. But people thought that I would really like that. It's not. Did you watch Normal People? Called? Oh my God, Normal People, Connell. Oh, oh my God, it wasn't Elizabeth. So it was Victoria on PBS. Okay, you gotta watch Normal Queen People too, Victoria. though. Okay, highly recommend it. Goes from her being like a young girl. Do you watch The Crown? Uh, I tried to watch The Crown, but it was too much. I, you know what it is? Here it is. I just had a breakthrough. My aha moment. Okay. I, if I know that something has like a really long way to go, I feel overwhelmed, so I won't even try. Makes sense. Totally makes sense. Yeah. So I won't even try. So yes, The Undoing right now. Okay. Episode three just came list. out. I'm gonna watch it tomorrow night probably with Hank. Okay. Because he's like, you can't watch anything, and he's like a huge film and movie person oh good film, okay movie like tv i feel bad because he's like do you watch anything <laughs> and like, i was like i was like, i watch you baby <laughs> you know, I, well and i said to him i said look i said i can watch 
I said, I don't mind watching what you want to watch because it's you not going to really matter. Care. <laughs> I don't really care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll enjoy it for what it is, but it doesn't mean that I'm I'm going to like keep up with it. Because at first he's like, oh, why is it okay if I watch this without you? And I was like, yes, go. Please <laughs> yeah, do. Please, actually. Yeah. yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. I need, I need to be on to the next by next week. So right. we finish your show this week, and then next week I'll watch two episodes of, we watched Haunting of Hill House. That was horrifying. It's too scary. Don't like scary stuff. I watched All American. Did you see that? No. That's about the high school football. It's kind of like, um... Friday Night Lights meets 90210. Ooh. So good. That does sound good. See, that sounds like something I can get down with. Yeah. You know, a lot of high school drama. Tay Diggs is in it. Ooh, yeah, Tay Diggs. Um, all right. This podcast has gone on way too long. How, long, be how long are we? A minute, an hour and eight minutes. That's not too bad, I No, guess. that's not awful. Yeah. I mean, we're very entertaining. And if you made it to the end, I mean, thank Congratulations. you. Congratulations. Congratulations. You get a prize. Yay. We don't know what that is yet, but, but you- <laughs> we're going to have prizes soon. So please Stay subs- tuned. <laughs> subscribe and download and share. Follow us on the socials, the Lipstick League. And my socials, Nicole is Nick, which is N-I-C-O-L-E is N-I-K. And I'm Natalie Eganoff, N-A-T-A-L-I-E-E-G-E-N-O-L-F. And please, here's the thing. We want messages. We want ideas, feedback. If you have a topic that you would like us to discuss or a guest you would love to hear, like get this this is your podcast. That's why it's called the Lipstick League. Yes. Because it's all of us. Yes, we're all in this league together. All right. Mwah. Mwah.